one, just me and you. Dungeon master, don't have a crew. Make a move, win or lose. Got past the Jews, past the Jews. A game of one-on-one D&D. You have to roll to stay alive. Dungeon master versus player character. And you're on your last life. Will the challenger make it out of the dungeon and defeat the boss? You have to roll to stay alive. Good luck. And roll the dice. And you're on your last night. Won't stay alive. And you're on your last night. You're on your last night. This is last life. Welcome, everyone, to Des Moines and Dragons, uh, our new podcast show, Last Life, but at this point it is not new because we've had three episodes before this, but uh, I'm your Dungeon Master, Paul Privateera, and with me is a new challenger to enter the dungeon. I am pleased to present Mari Moroz. What's up? Moroz? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> that, that should have been something in the pre-show <laughs> to ask instead of totally screwing up someone's name. You for sure, like said my name before and it's always been correct so i don't know why you second guessed it so i have a shitty last name for people to say yeah, so i'm yeah. very hyper conscious of saying people's names correctly i am too okay yes we're cool. in the same boat rad all right <laughs> mari how are you today i'm good happy sunday happy sunday um it's super super beautiful outside so it's a perfect day to be in a basement <laughs> <laughs> Like like any true nerd, it's a beautiful day out, so let's be in a basement rolling dice pretending to be people we're not. Uh, Mari, what has been going on in your life? Um, wow, what has been going on in my life? Uh, we were just chatting about this, but I started Game of Thrones recently, and mm. it's really taken up all of my free time and mental capacity. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm on season four, and I started this a couple weeks ago, so that's really embarrassing. Really, I mean, it's pretty good, though, for you to get this far. I mean, there, you've seen some heavy things in a very condensed timeline. Yes, yes, a very condensed timeline. Uh, it's really kind of screwed me up. But I really I love it. It's been great. Um, yeah, what else is new? Living the dream. Uh, Des Moines, is, it's getting warm outside, so I'm going outside more. I don't know. It's, yeah. just been, it's been nice. It's I, been good. I took Winnie to the park yesterday Yeah, just like on a whim because it was so beautiful. I'm like, let's load up in the car. Let's cruise around and let's find a park to go run around and be. Love it. Oh, it was so great. This uh, It finally feels like nice outside, and I don't feel like I'm going to jinx it because hopefully... It's I haven't. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's not going to snow again, but whatever. I'd probably just... Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, Mari, you've been watching Game of Thrones. Um, Game of Thrones actually has a lot in common with D&D. I was hoping they were the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to a certain degree, they're very similar. They take place in a fantasy setting with yeah, swords yeah. and uh, brave knights and beautiful princesses. Um, and beautiful princes. Yes. Um, Hot who's game. your favorite character in Game of Thrones? <sighs> this is a really sensitive subject because he just died. Uh, wait, can I say? Yeah, yeah. Spoilers? Oh, it's. Listen, if you haven't <laughs> caught up to Game of Thrones by now, you're either Mari or someone else, so it's fine. Go ahead. That's, that's my whole thing. Like, I've been spoiled so many things. Like, I don't care if I'm spoiling it for other people Perfect. because everyone's ruined it for yeah, me. Get them. Um, <laughs> Rob Stark. Oh, oh yeah, oh boy. 
Yeah, he's so was so great. He's such a amazing human. Mm-hmm. I am so I was so attracted to him, and oh, like man. I just those curls, the curls, <sighs> his little his little curly hair. Now he's uh, the actor is in the Bodyguard. Have you seen that show? No, I have not. It's on Netflix. Um, he's really good in it too. The Bodyguard. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's like a British Parliament <laughs> show. <laughs> interesting <laughs> now that is quite the jump to yeah, go from that's a lot from like commander the king in the north to he's like a bodyguard for us the prime minister no somebody somebody in parliament in cool. in england anyway someone from the labor party something probably. something anyway richard madden is amazing and i'm so sad that he died and the way that he died really sucked mm-hmm. that was really really unfortunate yep that get used to having your Favorite characters ripped from you <laughs> prematurely. Uh, personal favorite of mine, Oberon Tyrell. Mm-hmm. I think he is the coolest dude. Yes. The Tyrells, all of them are just... Wow, they're cool. They're the best. They have the best culture. Yes. They just far. sit around drinking and having sex all day. Yeah. It's like, well, that... They are living. They know what they're doing. They did something right to get to where they are. Yeah, and like why Westeros is all just... Well, anyway, you'll you'll figure it out as time goes on. But uh, the Tyrells, they really know how to have a good time. Yes. Um, and plus, Oberon's jackets always look so cool. Yeah, That's, most of the costumes costumes they're not costumes. They're, they're real clothing that these people are wearing. <laughs> yep. Their outfits, because <laughs> these are real people, <laughs> are amazing. Yep. Like really, somebody thought this through. I just, in general, it's such a high quality television show. Mm-hmm. Like visually, writing the storyline, it's like setting a new bar for sure. Which everybody already knew. I'm just now coming to realize this. Yes, now. welcome to 2016. Yeah, exactly. We're glad to have you. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so Mari, uh, do you want to tell the folks at home a little bit about the character that you're playing today? Yes. What she looks like, <sighs> what her... Uh, I mean, describe her a little bit for us so we have a good picture in our mind. I just am really excited about her. And then the, the things that you've told me and the things that I am learning about her continuously, uh, she is such a badass. Yep. Um, Quaylen, right? Qualen. Qualen. Mm-hmm. We can call her Quaylen. It's no, no, no. no, no big I like Qualen is better. Okay. Qualen. Mm-hmm. I'm Qualen the Unyielding. Uh, she straight up um, is, yeah, she's such a badass. She is a half orc. Mm hmm. Uh, very very strong Mm -hmm. she has a battle axe which is my favorite part about her cool (laughs) and um yeah i it's interesting i I was asking you before this like kind of like the storyline of the orc Mm because i my understanding is that orcs are bad and that's true yeah but she's a half orc so she's got like she's ostracized Mm -hmm. you know she's got her own she's kind of got something to prove maybe Yeah, yeah yeah she she doesn't she, she's compassionate but not not joyful right you know like mm-hmm. she's 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 ready to get shit done mm-hmm. but she also works for the betterment of society cool basically we're the same person <laughs> i i love it no that's great i mean seriously when it comes to making a character who better to play than yourself yeah but make yourself way cooler way than you cooler. are in your life 100 if i had oh, yeah. a battle axe i would injure myself for yeah. sure before i tried to injure anybody else and not like on accident oh yeah i mean i have a sword upstairs that has to stay on the wall because That's it's sharp so, what you have a sword i got it as a wedding present 
it's probably i mean i I appreciate every wedding present we got uh, including the table this podcast is being recorded on but none of those other things are swords so i got a sword from um one of katie's uncles well my uncle now Mm -hmm. but uh it has our wedding date engraved on it and it's called the oath keeper that's amazing (laughs) right how cool is that oh man oh i love that so much yep so uh I don't even know. I just got all excited about talking about swords. If anyone wants to donate a sword to the podcast, uh, my address, you know, I'm not going to give the address to the internet, but just message me on Facebook if you want to give me a sword. Okay. Well, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get started playing here. Uh, we'll turn it over to part one. <laughs> okay. So, Qualin. You find yourself sitting at a table in the uh, in the tavern uh, in the town of Redwheel. The tavern's name, the uh, Barraways Bar and Grill, named by Dante. <laughs> Fun fact about the show, if you run into something new or a new NPC or anyone else, you get to name it. I love it. So there's that. Thanks, Dante. Yeah. <laughs> so... So you find yourself in Barraway's Bar and Grill, uh, drinking a tall pint of ale and thinking about your mission ahead to venture up into the hills, descend into the cathedral and kill the evil undead wizard that has been plaguing the town. All right, Qualin, what do what do you do? What do we find yourself? What do we see as the audience watching you at the table? I am, as you said, drinking some ale contemplating life um thinking a little bit more about my strategy mm-hmm. um really trying not to make eye contact with anybody else that's in there and really taking time for myself mm-hmm. to yeah so uh the tavern is not very busy there's only but a few patrons that are actually sitting up at the bar conversing with the bartender you're sitting by yourself at your uh at your table contemplating your thoughts you've got your rucksack next to you your battle axe leaned up against the table um what do uh how long do you how long do you spend sitting there kind of i imagine that qualin is sort of like kind of hyping herself up to mm-hmm. go do this mm-hmm. it's about mid-afternoon so you've still got there you know several hours before sundown to mm-hmm. get up into the into the hills um i take about 30 minutes in the tavern to drink and sit and mind my own business but then i decide that um I've been in a place with other people for too long mm-hmm. and I'm, I don't like that. So I get up and I stand, I take my axe with me, um, which I've been constantly watching mm-hmm. because that's my most prized possession. Oh yeah. I step outside of the tavern with my axe and, um, I go over to a nearby rock and just sit with my axe and, sh- and sharpen it. Nice for, for a few a few extra minutes. Nice. So we watch as Qualin leaves the tavern, uh, wanders through town a little bit, heads towards the uh, north side of town that leads up to the hill where where her eventual mission takes place. And uh, we have a quiet little scene where we see her again, very ceremoniously taking a taking her sack our knapsack down, uh, taking her axe out and begin sharpening the blade, eyes full of focus, uh, ready to do what needs to be done. A little uh, boy 
wanders up to you. Uh, oh, hello. Hey. Um, are are you uh, going to take care of the? And he points up the hill with a big imposing uh, cathedral, like miles and miles away, silhouetted against the sky. Uh, look, son, I can't, I can't disclose that information to you, but don't worry, things are going to get better around here. Oh, good. Um, s- several others have been up there, and they haven't come back. Yeah, and I know them. I know them well. Oh, I'm sorry. Look, uh, I'm just trying to mind my own business, kid. Are you? Do you live here? Like, what do you? Oh, my mom and dad have a house just down the street. That's uh, it's great. It's good for you. Um, Name's Carl. 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 Nice. I'm I'm Quaylen. <laughs> good. Good to meet you, Quaylen. Um. Look, do 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 you want something from me? Are you trying to? Can I follow you up to the cathedral and see? Hey, Carl, man, I don't, I don't think that's probably it's it's. Dan- I'll be real quiet. It's dangerous up there. I don't want you to get hurt. So, at this time, why don't you roll persuade for me? Because you're trying to convince Carl that it's too dangerous for him to go up to the cathedral, even though he really wants to. Okay. So you're going to take a d20 okay. and roll that for me, and tell me the result. 19. 19. So look to your skills, find the persuasion skill, and add that number to 19 and tell me what that total is. 18. Because <laughs> your charisma is minus one. So it's good that you rolled so high because uh, so you're successful. So uh, what is that? Uh, what's the final bit of what do you use to convince him that he shouldn't go? Look, Carl, uh, you're, you look like a nice kid, but I'm just going to have to, um, here, here, take, take this, uh, <laughs> she picks up a rock off the, the ground. Mm-hmm. It's much, much smaller than the one she's currently sitting on. Probably mm-hmm. like a, like a little, just like a normal rock. Yeah. Yeah. She picks it up and she says to Carl, Hey, why don't you take this rock? Um, it's it, remember me by this if, if I don't come back and, and, and you can hold on to that. And look at it and know, and I'll know that you know that, that you I'm know yeah. that I know that I'm here, and I'm and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna save this this town. I'm gonna save you. Um, he looks at the rock, sort of dumbfounded, not sure. <laughs> but then he he cocks his head to the side and says, "I think I understand." Thank you, Quillen. Uh, good luck. And he turns around and walks back into town, leaving you to your rock alone. It's that charisma. Yeah, it's that (laughs) that minus one charisma score. Ooh, so good. (laughs) So good. Where where do you, um, how much longer do you, so I guess now the question is, when do you head out into the unknown? Um, Do you spend the rest of the day in quiet contemplation? No, um, after I've gotten rid of Carl, which is a little sad to say, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm going to take all my belongings, my my sack and my battle axe and all my materials. Uh, um, I'll stand up, do a quick stretch, get ready for the journey up the, up the hill, the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will head back into the tavern for a final meal, grab something quick to eat. Nice. Um, because I know I, I don't know when I'll eat next. 
So I go back in and. So the, the bar barkeep sees you come back in with all of your stuff and he doesn't say anything to you. He just sees the grim look of determination on your face and nods his head, quietly goes to the back, pull, brings out a bowl of stew and a wooden spoon and just sets it quietly in front of you, leaving you again to kind of contemplate. I, I get the impression that Qualin is very serious when it comes to this sort of stuff. I like, think so, yeah. She's all business right now. Yes. Yeah, she has, she's got a soft spot, but she's, mm -hmm. she's all business. Mm -hmm. Cool. So we uh we maybe we have a scene we, so we have a fade out on qualin eating there in the tavern and we fade back up to her journeying up the hill or the several hills that go and lead up to the cathedral itself mm -hmm. the hills the the road makes a several switchbacks back and forth to increase in elevation and as you make your way up the hill the temperature begins to drop Abnormally so. Mm -hmm. So you're in a region that would be best ecologically described as like feels like the Pacific Northwest to a certain degree. Okay. There's there's uh, deciduous trees, there's conifers, and the temperature sits somewhere in the mid-60s most of the time. And as you ascend this hill, the temperature really begins to drop and... Uh, once you get to the top of the hill to to see the cathedral itself, uh, it's maybe 38, 40 degrees. I mean, it's starting to see your breath as you breathe. And uh, yeah, you and I, I assume you just head right for the cathedral. Then you don't make any like pit stops along the trail or anything. Um, no, I, I make I make one stop on the trail um, before I head all the way up. Mm -hmm. Like I said, all business, but I'm... Roll perception for me. So take a d20, roll that number. Four. Four, okay. And it's probably not a success, but for the sake of exercise, look at your perception. What's the number? Uh, seven. Okay, so you so you would have a seven total then? Mm -hmm. All right, so yeah, you don't see anything okay. of note. And you continue up the mountain to the cathedral, and you come to the gates so the gates that surround the cathedral itself are these wrought black iron bars that go and surround the property. Um, it's at least 60 to 75 feet between the gates themselves and the cathedral itself. Okay. You see the cathedral in the middle of this like plot of land. There's tall grass that has grown up um, all around the property. It, it looks unkept. Mm -hmm. To the side of the cathedral itself are several monuments and stones and a small uh, crypt that is positioned there next to the cathedral. And you see the cathedral doors in the distance. Uh, the, the door on the left is, is slightly ajar. It's those big cathedral doors yeah. that open together, and one of them is just left slightly open. Okay. What do you do? Where do you go? Um, I, I am methodical and business thinking so i don't go straight to the door mm -hmm. i'm going to take a, a left around by the crypt and the monuments mm -hmm. and kind of come up from that side okay over um take a quick look into the crypt i roll perception for me again one okay so uh our first one yay so in D D, we have critical fails and critical successes mm. critical successes mean extra good stuff happens when you do it. 
Critical Ooh. fails mean extra bad stuff happens when you uh, when you do it. Oh no! So peeking inside of the crypt, you smell uh, the the smell of rotting flesh fills your nostrils immediately, and you hear the sounds of uh, like cr- crunching grass under footsteps mm-hmm. and a dragging sound behind you. Uh, roll initiative for me. So that's going to be a D20. Yep. Yep. 13. And then you look at on your character sheet, Mm -hmm. the, there should be like an initiative number at the top of the sheet. Mm -hmm. And then you add those two together and tell me that number. 14. 14. Okay. So this means combat is starting. You basically got snuck up on. I shouldn't have gone to the crypt. (laughs) That's okay. You, you go before. The creature does. Yes. I'm there before because they're behind me. Yep. Okay. So uh, you turn around just in time to see a torso of a skeleton crawling on the ground. Um, and it's got a dagger in one hand and it's reaching out to try to stab you. But you get the uh, you get to go before it does. Okay. So what do you do? Uh, you can, in a turn, you can move your speed. Yep. You can attack. And then you can like do a bonus action, which is basically like a little something. You could pick something up off the ground. You can pull something out of your pocket. Um, you can reload a weapon, that sort of stuff. And how close is the skeleton to me? He's then? like maybe five to ten feet away from you, like okay. crawling in the grass. Um, and he's just getting ready to lunge in to attack it to attack you. Okay, um, I am going to move. Mm-hmm. Um, out of its way. Okay. So like slightly to the, the right or to the left. Okay. Just to give yourself some distance yes. from him? Yeah. Okay. So Since it's on the ground yeah. and it's a skeleton, I'm like not exceptionally scared yet. Yeah. Okay. That's, I didn't, yeah, that's hysterical. All right. So yeah, you just but, move farther away and the skeleton, sorry, go ahead. No, but it's, I would, that's creepy nonetheless. <laughs> no, that's all I wanted to say. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, any any compliments are appreciated. You get 50 experience points for the compliment. Um, so, yeah, we, we just see Qualin dext- dexterously hop out of the way. Yeah, just a little hop. Yep. And the the skeleton, like, goes to jab at where she just was and makes this raspy, breathy sound out of its bone face <laughs> and turns around and very slowly is clawing at the dirt trying to work its way towards you mm-hmm. so it's it's used its its turn to move again towards you it can't attack you you're still too far away from it and it's too slow but it is pursuing you now that i've kind of distanced myself from the crypt because my 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 immediate thought is that if the skeleton is coming from me it might be like going into the crypt or there might be more things coming out of mm-hmm. the crypt mm-hmm. um i and i have i've distanced myself slightly mm-hmm. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna approach it now okay. to attack. Is that one move? Me approaching it? Yep. Okay. So again, uh, I try to work everything in terms of like less than thirty feet yep. or more than thirty feet because that's about how much you can do in a turn. Yes. So yeah, less than thirty feet. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on. You know, he's like fifteen feet away from yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So you move in to hit this mofo. Mm-hmm. All right. So go ahead and roll your attack roll, which is a d twenty. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> This is not going well. <laughs> so you rolled a one, 
which is a critical fail. <laughs> so you go to attack this thing and you catch your foot on a loose piece of, uh, like maybe there's a crumbled monument that was sort of camouflaged by the overgrowth of the grasses and you trip over it and fall. Okay. And you're now, uh, you fall face first into the dirt. Now it is this creature's turn. He's going to attack you while you're on the ground, which means he gets advantage. Mm-hmm. We're which, both on the ground. Yes. Okay. He is very much designed to be on the ground. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have legs. <laughs> um, his first roll is a seven, which is not a hit. His second roll is a 13. Your AC is 18. Yes. So he does not hit. So he's just trying to like <laughs> stab at you just very ineffectively with this little pissant dagger. But while I'm on the ground looking, <laughs> while I'm on the ground and the monument is that, that, that I tripped over, mm-hmm. I looked, I look, and I'm being stabbed at. Mm-hmm. I see that there are rocks near me and mm-hmm. I think of Carl. Oh, and yeah. And I think, and I think I gotta, I gotta keep moving on. I gotta, I gotta kill this guy for okay. Carl. Yes, totally. So do you stand back up and make another attack? I stand up. Um, Quickly, mm-hmm. I kind of jostle around to get up because mm-hmm. he's very close to me now. Mm-hmm. But I know that I can best attack when I'm above. Oh yeah, with my battle axe. Yep. So fun fact: uh, attack. I should have had you do this before, but I forgot. Uh, when you're attacking creatures that are prone or lying on the ground, you get what's called advantage. So you get to roll this d20 twice. Okay. And take the higher number. Okay. Uh, just for drama, I only had you roll it once that one time. So go ahead and roll that. 18. Oh, yeah. And roll it again just to see if you crit. 12. Okay, so we'll take the 18. So we take 18 and then add your two hit with the axe, which I believe is six. Is that correct? Um, so if you look at yes. battle axe, it should be two hit yep. and then a plus number. Uh, is it plus six to hit? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Perfect. So we add 18 plus six, 24. So we're trying to beat the skeleton's armor class, which is not 26 or whatever. So you totally hit him. Okay. So now roll damage, which is, uh, it says on your character sheet that it's a D10, but it's a D12. D12. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Sweet. <laughs> I don't know what this means. Uh, you rolled max damage. Oh, so you sweet. rolled a 12. Oh, amazing. And then you add. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, look at your battle axe and it, uh, it should be D12 plus your strength modifier. Um, four. So 12 plus four is 16. Holy shit. Uh, you do 16 damage to this thing. Uh, what is it? What does it look like when you kill it? Um, I hit directly on the spine, like, like um, straight down the spine. So it's like the skeleton is cut in half, um, like from the head down all the way. Yeah. So it's like a half, like two halves of skeletons (laughs) just falling apart. Sweet. So yeah, we see this axe blade come down exactly as you say, split it right in half. And the magical, you do so much damage that the magical energy that keeps the skeleton together dissipates and all of the bones just crumble and like lie to the ground again, uh, unmoving. Well done. Amazing. And I I kind of curse myself for a hot second because I'm like, how could I have tripped? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it was a one skeleton and, yeah. and Quillen is, is better than this. And so she's a little bit mad at herself. Mm-hmm. Um, what do she, we, how do we see that across her face? Is it just like this? It's just like the disappointment. So wrinkled brow, mm-hmm. furrowed, furrowed brow, um, kind of just like a little like 
cussing at herself for this a hot second but uh-huh. but she but she won't last in that in that area for long she's not gonna let this shake her up yeah she just kind of takes a moment to say oh god why how, how could i how could i have done that but then she picks herself back up and um and makes a mental note to avoid crips in the future nice good call all right um so where where do you go now so now that she's taken that mistake towards the crypt she turns back around towards the door mm-hmm. um of the cathedral mm-hmm. but again she she's not gonna miss she's not gonna have something sneak up behind her um so she turns slowly takes some steps towards the cathedral door and kind of peeks in um we're at like sunset right yeah Kinda. yep it's like uh late Sun- afternoon now it's it's taken uh, a little while over the course of the day to venture up here so yep. yeah we'll say it's late afternoon at this point okay um so and she's she's getting a little chilly but it, nothing that she can't handle yeah she's tough yeah um so she she looks through the little crack in the door um and it's pretty dark inside yes yeah, so roll perception for me just again d20 plus your perception score god <laughs> You were crushing these. <laughs> so, so, okay, nineteen um, plus three, so twenty-two. Perfect. So you basically you. you uh, so here's what you see: the cathedral ceiling stretches all the way to the roof of the building, obviously, easily three to four stories tall, featuring a faded and cracked fresco across the length of the ceiling. The god of death, Zev opens his arms to all of the creatures of the world coming into his cloak, walking into his cloak. Stained glass windows depicting death in all of its forms line the walls, many of the many with broken pieces and missing glass panels. Round bowls crackle with burning fires affixed to are affixed to the pillars that run the length of the nave leading up to an altar. There are tall shadows that flicker and wave with the flames from the burning bowls. And the uh, you see uh, that down the length of the nave there are pews, and then there you'll have to go inside to see more. Okay. Um, but you and and you don't see any monsters. N- nothing of note. Correct. Okay. Um, Quillen takes a minute to regroup herself, and then opens the the one ajar door it kind of creaks mm-hmm. makes a little sound um for quite some time because it's a large door <laughs> yes yes uh and then she walks in and kind of stands towards the back to take all all the, all the cathedral in yep um she is curious about um what's what she might be able to like gather towards mm-hmm. the back of the church that could mm-hmm. help her. So she kind of like looks around just in case there's mm-hmm. anything on the floor or around that she could find useful um, as she's stepping in. Mm-hmm. So uh, now that you've stepped into the room, you get a, a better vision of maybe some stuff that was so off to the side, you see a pile of mangled and dead bodies of little creatures that are like skeletons. Now they're just mm-hmm. dead uh rotted corpses that are lying on the ground you see that s- several of the bodies have been smashed and like semi obliterated by something extremely heavy mm. uh mm-hmm. and that's like to your immediate left to your immediate right 
uh, are just some chairs and then the corner of the the cathedral and then that turns and you uh, you would per- perceivably walk up the side of the uh, right side of the nave. Okay. Um, is there a stench from the bodies? Like, Ooh. are they recently dead? No, there is no stench. Okay. So the, they have been dead for some time. Okay. Mm. Gross. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over and take a look at these bodies just real quick because okay. um, I want to know what I'm up against. So I take a look, see the crushed. Cool bodies. Yeah. So make a investigation roll for Ooh. me. So a d20. Okay. And then investigation is a... God, you were... All of the other players that have played so far are really good at skills, and you have done way better than all of them. And you're just a big, brutish fighter. That's awesome. So can I say? on your character sheet, there should be a skill called investigation, and you'll just add investigation to that role. And okay. what's the total? Um, it's 17. Nice. Skill. So <clears throat> you, like, kind of looking over the dead, mangled corpses, is initially not very obvious what they were, uh, but these are definitely old, rotted goblin corpses Mm. Uh, goblins are four foot tall um, orcoid beasts so they're related to orcs but not directly Mm -hmm. Um, they're uh, they travel in groups Uh, they very rarely act as individuals and they're a bunch of broken spears and several of them have crossbow broken crossbow bolts sticking out of their back Mm. that that might have been what had killed some of them okay and then others have been completely pulverized by something heavy bodies are smashed and mm-hmm. rib cages are blown apart and you can see dark black uh, bl- uh, dried blood stains on the ground are any of the weapons in the pile still usable nah they're they're all smashed up and goblin weapons are like crude and yeah, yeah, crappily yeah. made probably not, not anything better not what than i would what you, need yeah, yeah for okay. sure um I take a second to say, um, to, to, to acknowledge the deaths. Rip. I pour, <laughs> I pour one out for my goblin homies. Take out a glass of wine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> and then I, and I assess that there, there's going to be some, some, some shit that goes down. Not that I didn't already know. Right. And I'll turn back around and go back to the other side, um, up the right side of the of the cathedral, okay. um, towards the altar, mm-hmm. getting closer mm-hmm. um, to investigate further. All right. So getting closer to the altar reveals more of what is actually assembled at the front of the cathedral. So there's a plinth, and atop the plinth is this vaguely sarcophagus-looking altar that... Uh, atop it has a a big round brass bowl and to the left and to the right of the altar are two we'll call them holes (laughs) Jesus Paul (laughs) well let's just say um, they're holes Uh, there there are two holes uh, one on the left one on the right that are about uh, five to six feet in diameter the hole on the right you see a uh, black iron chain that extends into the ceiling and disappears into the blackness, the cavernous, expansive ceiling, and runs all the way down and disappears into the darkness below the floor. Okay. To your left, 
um, you see a hole that has been made, but there is a, um, it looks like the ground, like a, uh, right? The one on the right looks like it was built. It's perfectly rounded. The stone is all set very uh, explicitly. And the one on the left looks like a meteor came crashing through it. And mm. there is no chain. Mm. Um, you look up and you can see that hanging from the ceiling is a broken bit of chain that just sways ever so slowly. Mm. Um, and the hole just looks like, yeah, something like slammed through it. Okay. I'm going to go up and take a look at both of these holes. Uh-huh. Um, but clearly something... Um, happened to this hole that is <laughs> demolished so yep i'm gonna slowly approach it and look down into the hole to mm -hmm. see if there's anything that i can see below yeah roll uh roll perception for me 14 plus 3 17 so you see the chain go down into the dark abyss below, but there is no light down there, so you do not see the bottom. Okay. Uh, I should note that in your pack, you have what's called a Dungeoneer's Pack, which comes with it 50 feet of rope, rations, torches, uh, flint and steel to make fire, um, a bedroll, just general stuff that you might need. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for something in specific, you can check your pack to see if it's in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to check my pack and I'm going to grab a match. Sure. I'm going to take the match, light it, mm -hmm. and then just, well, yeah, I'm going to drop it into the, <laughs> to the hole just so I can see how far it goes down. Sure. You light this little... Uh, these these matches that you say are guild exclusive pieces of equipment because mm. they have this very fancy hard to find bit of phosphorus on the end of this little wooden stick that makes incredibly good use for adventurers such as yourself you drop the match stick into the hole you see this little gold flame descend into the uh, black abyss and it falls what seems like for a very long time before it rests gently on the ground and winks out Mm. Uh, I'm going to go over to the other hole mm -hmm. and do the same thing to see if this is if if both of these lead to a similar mm -hmm. plane, I guess the similar mm -hmm. spot below if it's mm -hmm. about the same distance down. Distance down. So yep. I do the same thing. You yeah, see yep, uh, the little golden glow fall down and goes falls about the same amount of time, lands in a similar way. Um, you don't hear it like hiss into a pool of water or anything. It just lands on the ground and then winks out. Okay. I'm going to look around the cathedral one last time, make sure there's no immediate danger. There's nothing else that's in mm -hmm. the cathedral. Um, I'm going to kind of walk around the little, the, the bowl you said, mm -hmm. the little altar thing, mm -hmm. and just kind of examine that. And the holes are on either side yes. of this. Yep. So if this uh, altar makes sort of a rectangle um, on the short left side is the hole that looks like something smashed through, and yep. on the right side is the one that's intact, we'll okay. say. Walk around both these holes, the, the, the area, the altar, the bowl, mm -hmm. and I'm going to just look into the bowl and make sure there's nothing. 
weird going on in there. Yeah, so you look, uh, you approach the bowl, and written on the side of the bowl is something written in, uh, in common, which is fantasy English, <laughs> <laughs> British technically. Uh, the the text reads, "Drink this tainted ferment, and within the pit you will be spared torment." Mm. And you can see there's just a little, like, little slurp left of liquid. Like Harry Potter style with when Dumbledore has to be fed. You know, you know how you were embarrassed that you didn't know much about, like, video games or D&D? I know nothing about Harry Potter. Oh, my God. I got to the fourth movie and I'm like, I hate this. Oh, Paul. Is this where you leave? Please don't leave. (laughs) I think I have to go. Oh, no. (laughs) I've done it again. Damn it. (laughs) I understand, though. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm glad that I made a reference that you don't get because I'm learning See, so much. We're right learning. Now. <laughs> we're we're learning together. It's great. Okay. So, what is this in ref? What is the? Is this in reference to the Goblet of Fire? No, there's a part. It. It's like the sixth or fifth or the sixth. I think it's the sixth. Harry takes Dumbledore into this cave to try to find a Horcrux, and Dumbledore has to drink from this bowl in order to get the horcrux at the bottom of it like you can't put your hand in it you like you get burned or what something i don't know oh okay and so harry harry has to like feed dumbledore this water but the water like is killing him whoa and so dumbledore is like no stop don't but before he makes harry do it he's like no matter what i say you have to keep feeding me and so he's like dying whoa and he's like stop don't no more but harry's like i have to i'm sorry dad <laughs> whoa yeah why did it take so long to get cool and good? <laughs> All right, well, join Mari and I on our next podcast, Why Harry Potter is Good and Why Paul is Bad at References. Uh, that's later in the hour. I'm going to pull a Harry, though. I'm going to drink this. Rad. <laughs> I love it. Make a constitution saving throw for me. So you'll roll a d20. Okay. And at the top of your character... Oh, God, you beautiful... <laughs> amazing woman what i think i'm cursed but in a good way blessed so yes because that's not a curse so you succeed we don't even need to look at what your score is i got a 20 yeah you rolled a nat 20 uh so again critical fails something bad happens uh critical successes something great extra happens oh awesome so let me see what this stuff does to you so i just take the bowl with both my hands can I, I'm just lifting it up and mm-hmm. I just drink it mm-hmm. from the bowl. It tastes like the most fetid, gross wine you could, yeah. like, like imagine Franzia left on the side of the road for a couple weeks in an August <laughs> Iowa summer. That's what you're drinking. Okay, perfect. Um, You get... second let me write this down do 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 i'm feeling the i'm feeling strong i'm feeling um good you get you suddenly feel a overwhelming sense of strength and uh virtue come over you and your uh you feel like your blood starts running hot in your veins and in game terms, you now have resistance against necrotic damage, which is damage done by undead magic. Mmm. Whoa. Which is perfect for me. Yeah, <laughs> considering you're going to fight a zombie wizard. Rad. Okay. Good. Uh, 
Yeah. So let me see what else this does. I'm feeling real good. Yeah. I'm starting to be less embarrassed that I tripped by that skeleton and get more comfortable and confident about my mission. So you you drink the rest of the bowl and set the bowl down on the um, the altar, and then you hear a click come from the uh, way up into the rafters, and you see the chain that is descending into the pit. Uh, the full one? The yeah, one the, the full length that descends down and disappears into the pit. It moves down just like maybe like 12 inches, and then you hear a loud kunk and then it retracts up and goes back to its original position. Mm. Um, I'm gonna look up into the rafters to mm -hmm. see if there's anything up there that's moving it, but it's dark and I can't yeah, see it. Yeah, you just see that the chain disappears way yep. up into the ceiling. Um, I'm feeling strong mm -hmm. and confident mm -hmm. and resistant. <laughs> Very, you are all those things. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna take my chance um, but before I, so I'm, I'm going to take my chance and grab hold of the chain mm -hmm. to descend mm -hmm. down into, but before I do that, I'm worried that that little, that slight drop and then increase, I'm worried that my body weight will like, cause I'm holding a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I'm a large person. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm worried that I, um, I'm gonna just like just like fall, mm -hmm. drop immediately. That's so a fair I'm, concern. But I'm also cold because it's a little chilly outside. It is. Um, but I'd make the decision to take off like the top layer of like whatever yeah. clothing I'm wearing. Yeah, you've got like these like furs a, or whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking off some fur. Mm -hmm. Um, because I decide that I'd rather stay alive than and be cold, and then and live through this drop yeah. or this descent uh -huh. in case the change just trying to like maybe get rid of some of the extemporaneous exactly. gear that you don't need and yeah yeah, yeah. but Perfect. of course i'm not gonna, I'm gonna keep my sack and i if i got rid of my battle axe i'd be a dumbass oh yeah for sure so keeping all that you stuff. keep all the important yes. stuff yeah i'm not gonna try to like trick you and be like oh but you left the key of unlocking so <laughs> fuck you no 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 you're good um then, then i'm gonna grab hold of it and then like climb down climb down i'm okay. climbing down Great. into the hole Excellent. I love it. This is so fun. Uh, roll athletics for me. 20. Yep. 11. Okay. And then uh, look on skills under athletics. You should be pretty good at it. So Yeah, plus six. Sweet. So 17. 17. Awesome. You have no issues. We see uh, the, the camera zooms back and we, the audience, watch this uh, a wide, sh wide angle shot of this single pillar of light coming through this open hole with a thin this because we're at such a far distance we see this chain is very thin and this uh little blob of a half orc uh woman descending down this chain and we see that she eventually disappears into the blackness below camera returns to focus on you and we hear the sounds of like the chain grip between your hands the rattle of it as you descend mm -hmm. and um, eventually it gets so dark that you really can't even see um, do half orcs have dark vision good question I, I'm going to look <laughs> I don't think they do yes they do damn it <laughs> I mean, that sucks for me, but that's great for you. 
Uh, dark vision basically means that uh, half orcs have like cat eyes, where okay, they so have like those like reflecting reflecting eyeballs in the dark. So you can see, uh, but you see in like black and white. Yeah, and it's not like that far in the distance. Right. It's only like you only get sixty feet of dark vision okay. before it's sort of, and you still need some light yes. in order for dark vision to work. If you're in a complete black pit, yes. there's nothing for your eyes to any light for them to use. So as you descend past the amount of light that's given by the the sky, you your vision changes from like a colored vision to like a black and white. Um, uh, one of the things I found in D&D, it's very hard to describe senses that you do not have. Yeah. Like that, try describing how a dog sees and it's like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. So it <laughs> makes sense. To but me. your vision just, it, things turn black and white as you lose the, the sunlight. And we, you see now everything on the ground starts to come into focus. And you saw that there are like these kind of hills down here, these piles. Uh, you see now that there are just huge piles of bone mm. that are 15 to 20 feet tall oh, and tall. 25 to 30 feet uh, in diameter. How? So you said I can see like 60 feet. Mm-hmm. So it's like a large room. Yeah, this room space. way opens okay. up. Um, in fact, you can't even really see the edges of the room. Got it. It's so expansive. Okay. And yeah, you see all around the room are these big piles of bones. Okay, mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate one of the piles and just kind of see what I'm working with. Like, okay. what kind of bones are these, or um, is there anything that like I should be afraid of within the piles? Are mm-hmm. these bones magical and creepy? Yeah, all those things. So. Uh, we see you descend the rest of the way on the rope and hop down yep. onto the ground and you go over to look at one of these piles. Roll uh, roll perception for me. Three. Okay. So. Plus plus my other. Yeah. So sorry. six. So you see the, the, the bones are of all kinds of different races. You, you find a human skull. You find... A, a femur from maybe like a halfling or a gnome, someone very little. Mm-hmm. Uh, these bones are all different sorts of creatures and races and folks. Okay. You don't see anything that necessarily alerts you to danger. Okay. Um, I'm going to continue to investigate um, using my... What is it? Night vision? Dark vision. Dark vision. <laughs> hey, you... 50% of it is well it's technically failing but that's okay um <laughs> i was half there yep um i'm going to look around using my dark vision just but i don't want to i know that i have fire but i don't want to light anything quite yet sure you don't want to alert alert anything that could be around but i know so, that i have that in case i need it mm-hmm. so i can't see a whole lot of things that are going on around me but i'm looking um at these piles, these huge piles, kind of looking around them too in case things are lurking behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like absolutely silent? Like there's, is there any, am I hearing any any sounds or do I get to decide that? Uh, you, 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 you can uh, perk your ears up to try to listen in to your surroundings and uh, you hear like the, the skittering of, 
of uh, like rough surface on rough surface, like mm. pitter-patter footsteps far in the distance. But the room is so big that it creates this reverb effect, this echo effect that makes it difficult to really pinpoint where the sound is coming from. Okay. And then you hear a whoosh fly over your head. Mm. Mm. Cam and a duck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you duck down and you see a black shape that's, about the same height as you uh, fly like right over your head and disappears behind a pile of bones. Okay. Okay. Um, mm, what do I, what do I, what do I do? I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> my, my immediate thought was like, I'm going to have a quick snack, but <laughs> <laughs> Just going to take a quick take five bar <laughs> podcast brought to you by take five. No, I'm not going to do that because that would be dumb and um, she's not dumb. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to go walk like toward I'm going to walk towards the figure because okay. why not? You know, mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. th- this is this is where I want I'm here to do. It could be nothing, but it could be something. Mm-hmm. So I know it's hiding behind. I saw where it was. Like the pilot's hiding behind, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm just kind of crouching, walk slowly walking towards that. Uh, all right. Uh, as you're walking around the pile, you you first hear the sounds of a pile of bones like rolling down sure. a another pile, as if something disturbed them on top of the pile. And you look up, and in your dark vision, you see. Whoa. A gargoyle. Is it made of stone? Yeah. Stone. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's like a hiccup like a burp. Good, yeah. We love a good burp on the D&D podcast. <laughs> so you see a gargoyle crouched, uh, primed, ready to strike on top of the pile of bones. This is the one that I'm at right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Roll initiative for me, Mari. Jesus. <laughs> I'm so badass. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize. That's great. I love it. I rolled a 20. Yeah, so, so you go first. Um, so you see this creature poised above you, ready to strike at you. Okay. But he's on top of this pile of bones. So he's, you know, 25 feet up sure. this, this uh, pile. Okay. Or 10, 15 feet up this pile. Okay. I'm going to take from my... Mm. Because remember, we get a move action to yes. move your speed and a uh, main action where you can attack or a bonus action where you can like pull out a thing from your pack or do, yeah, do like a little thing. Can basically. I, where, where is my javelin? Uh, on your back, you have like a holster okay, almost like or like it. a big quiver of okay. javelins. Okay. I'm going to just pull my javelin and chuck it at him. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, roll. From below. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So. You heft out a javelin and launch it at the gargoyle. Do it. Roll it up. Jesus. <laughs> now you rolled. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, now you rolled damage on the javelin, okay. which so those seventeen. So you, so you hit it. Okay. Because um, we rolled a hit first, and javelins do d6 plus four damage. So, uh, you you beat its armor class. Now you need to roll how much damage you do. So you Kay. take a d6. And add four. Oh my god. Ten. 
This is so cool. <laughs> All right. I don't, know so, how this, I don't know how this is happening. Uh, it's pretty awesome. So, you, yeah. Do, how does this... You don't kill it, but you do... I mean, it is a good hit. Direct hit. Like, yeah. right to the heart. I don't know. Gargoyles probably don't have hearts. They're made of stone. They're magical yeah. stone creatures. But it's, like, directly, like, in the chest area where, like, the, the, the main part of the body is. Yeah. So... It, yeah, I, and I it, direct hit. So we see like a bunch of sparks fly off as the metal from the tip of the javelin strikes the ferrous, uh, rocky texture of mm-hmm. the gargoyle and makes this almost like a small explosion. And we see chunks of rock fly off of Ooh. his body. And it is a palpable hit. Um, does the... Does the hit make it so that the gargoyle has like kind of lost its balance? I know it's kind of up above me. No, mm, no. it's still there. Okay. It's still there, okay, and it's going to fly down. It's going to swoop down and attack you now. Okay, okay. And it rolls a twenty. <laughs> so, uh, when you crit on an attack roll, uh, the extra good stuff that happens, or in my case, or in your case, the extra bad stuff that's going to happen to you via my crit is I do double damage dice. Oh, no. So I take the regular dice that I roll and I roll it again. Oh. So he's his claw attack three plus five. You take eight damage. Okay. And then he gets to make two attacks. So one with its bite, one with its bite and one with its claws. So that was its claw is minus eight. Okay. And then it's bite. Oh, it's a hit, but not a crit. It's another d6. And you take five. Five okay. more. So now I've lost 13. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. But it's now, a blow. yeah, it really is. And now you're you're both in melee combat. Okay. So uh, do it. Do it, do it. 14. Plus six is 20. Yep. And then roll D. And I'm assuming you're using your great axe, right? Yes. Now, so the javelin is, is still in his body? Yeah. It's like kind of wedged into in between like a piece of rock. Okay. So now I'm using my battle axe. Yeah. So yes, 20. And then. Now you roll damage, which is a D12. Okay. Five. Plus four is nine. Nine. Ooh, we're in it. Oh, yeah. It's happening. <laughs> So uh, the gargoyle screeches, and you hear the sounds of uh, shambling skeletons, and you turn around, and you can see... Not those fuckers. Yeah, 50 to 60 (laughs) feet away, there are a couple of skeletons with daggers in their hands that are shambling towards you. Same, they're crawling? No, they're 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 actually... These have legs. Oh, okay. (laughs) Of course. Great. Great, awesome. Uh, And the gargoyle is going to attack with its claws, and it, it hits... Oh no. Oh no. Four damage. It's bite misses. So Okay. Your turn. You've got two more turns before the skeletons will be on you. Also. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god, it's happening. Okay. Oh no. Why why now? Okay, nine. Plus plus six. Fifteen. Uh right? Bad yes. Luck? Yes. No, I'm sorry, I had to do the math in my <laughs> I didn't remember if that six was correct. Yeah, it it's okay. So <laughs> uh, I have a rule that 
in D&D, if you tie, there's just a little simple rhyme that people can use for consistency. If it meets, it beats. Okay. So his armor class, the gargoyle's armor class, you have to beat is 15. Okay. You roll to 15, you meet it, you beat it. So awesome. uh, roll damage for Thank me on the gargoyle. Thank goodness. That's 12, right? Yep. Five. I need to be creating more damage. Oh, yeah. Um, especially because this thing's made of rock. So, like, the damage you're doing... <laughs> is you, not that. It's You're just basically hacking hunks of rock, rock with a steel of axe. Yep. So. Um, and then the zombies, or the skeletons, I, I'm sorry, they shamble again closer to you. Okay. Uh, you've got one more turn before they're going to be attacking. <sighs> yep. Okay. Yep. So, uh, gar- yeah, the gargoyle needs to attack. Okay. Uh, he, 17, what's your AC? Um, 18. Okay. So first one's a miss and the second one's a miss. Nice. So you're up. 15, 21. Nice. It's another hit. Roll D12 damage for me. Come on. Big money. Big money. One. No, wait. It's it's a a seven. seven. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. Seven plus four is 11. Okay. Uh, you can see this thing is taking some serious damage, like parts of its face are are all cracked and chipped, and its arms are broken and chipped. Let's see how smart this thing is. I'm hoping not, if it's made of stone. Um these skeletons that are following me they're are they they're on do i have resistance to them yes okay yep okay you have resistance because of my power yes okay, okay. cool because cool. of the gross old wine you drank okay cool so classic sure mari they- move <laughs> hey is anyone drinking this old wine no okay <laughs> mine now <laughs> just wanted to make sure that they were in the category that okay okay sorry yep. continue no that's fine great question so uh bottom of now the skeletons have moved into position okay. and uh they're going to attack you okay uh the first skeleton misses and the second skeleton misses so uh neither skeleton do anything to I'm, just, you. I'm just kind of ducking out of the way because they're just like have daggers right they're just kind of like yeah they're poking. just sort of stabbing at you so i'm trying to i'm, I'm just like ducking i'm moving Side to side. Yeah, because again, you're very nimble yes. and you're very tough. Yeah. So the... Uh, it's a dance we're playing. Yes, very much so. How a many skeletons are there? Hip-hop dance. Yes. <laughs> There's two skeletons. Okay. Uh, Me and three partners. Nice. This, this is the dance. Yes. Uh, what song is playing while this fight is happening? What's like um, the background battle song? Um, Quaylen loves Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. That's like her, her main battle song it, that's it's playing it's playing in her mind oh totally yeah i mean sure. but if and if we're watching this as if it's a movie oh, i yeah, have the tiger's yeah, yeah. totally playing and it's this like you said like a this dexterous dance yes. of dodging side to side and hacking this yes. crumbling rock creature 100 yes. percent. all right uh quillen your turn okay 17 Man, you, plus six yeah 23 you've not missed yeah that's a hit D12 for Madeer. Eight. Plus four is 12. 
All right. So this attack is particularly vicious, and you take off a huge chunk of its shoulder, mm. a big bit of rock, uh, and sparks shoot out. And the creature screeches and tries to back up from you and is going to attempt to fly away. Mm. So when you're engaged in combat or when something is engaged in combat with you and you're both attacking each other, if one of the parties tries to leave, uh, the party that's attacking them gets to make what's called an opportunity attack. Mm. So basically... If someone's trying to leave, they're not really defending themselves. They're just trying to get away. So you get a free attack on this guy. So roll a roll a free attack on him. Okay. One. So in 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 uh so maybe you you swing the axe around trying to clip him as he flies away. Mm-hmm. And the his wings, his stone wings flap twice creating a gust of wind and shooting dust into your eyes okay. and you're you're temporarily blinded by all of this dust mm-hmm. so this, it's also still like pitch black oh yeah totally <laughs> so this is all happening in this weird black black and white yes uh infravision yes and the two skeletons are gonna attack you now okay. uh ac is 18 that's a miss the skeleton one of the skeleton critically fails and he goes to stab you and he ends up stabbing the other skeleton and he does he does oh he just does one damage to the other skeleton like the two heads look at each other and if they were capable of making a face they would make a face at each other what the hell was that for so your turn, Qualin. Okay. The gargoyle has flown away and has disappeared. Mm. And you now have these two bumbling skeletons that are trying to stab you. The gargoyle also has my javelin still in it. Yeah. Correct? Yep. Mm, that's not going to fly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who are you attacking? Um. Oh. <laughs> I like where your head's at. <laughs> Definitely playing your character. Uh, Mari just rolled the dice for whatever reason. Um, well, that doesn't mean anything. Okay. That's um, okay. Oh, man. God, I really don't want to... I really don't want to lose that javelin. But also the immediate danger is with the skeletons. So I'm just going to take care of these okay. dudes real quick. And okay. Then I know that the gargoyle is injured. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be coming back, I'm sure. So I'm just going to... I'll go for the skeletons. Yep. Okay, uh, so 11, uh, 17. That's a hit. So roll d12 damage on one of the skeletons. What is that on the corner? Cock die, so just re-roll it. Okay. Three. Plus four is seven. Seven. Um, and were you attacking, so one of the skeletons injured the other skeleton. Yep. Are you attacking the, the hurt skeleton? The hurt one. Okay. I'm attacking the one. <laughs> so you kill it. What does it look like when you kill the stupid skeleton? <laughs> um, I swipe to the legs mm-hmm. so i <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's rude <laughs> so i take my battle axe and go from below and just kind of like knock at, it's kind of like a bowling pin sound yeah like i hit the <laughs> i hit the the bones and they just shatter and yeah. then the rest of the skeleton falls and then the bones shatter when they it hits the ground sweet and it's just kind of just a bunch of bones on the ground yep dismantled <laughs> The, the skeleton that's not dead looks over at his friend, looks back at you, looks at his dead friend, looks at you, picks up his dagger and tries to stab you. And he rolls a three, so it's a miss. Your turn. <laughs> These idiots. Uh, 
a 17. Yeah, it's a hit. <laughs> your, your base, wow. It's, well, these skeletons are... They don't have good armor. They're no, just yeah. all bone and... Oh, my God. <laughs> Killed it? You, yeah. Well, you rolled an 11 plus 4 is 15. So, yeah. How do you kill this one, too? So, the, <laughs> I'm feeling really good. Yeah. Um, I... In the swing of the skeleton, when he like tries to, and he misses, I actually grab his little skeleton wrist, take the dabber and dagger and stab him with his own dagger. Cool. And then he just goes down. Just like self-defeated, like, oh man. <laughs> and crumples in a pile of bones. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, as the skeleton dies, the, uh, the, the chamber of bones once again returns to an eerie silence. Mm. And that's where we'll take our first break, everyone. Uh, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned for part two. We'll see how Qualin manages the quote-unquote bone pit Ooh. and whether the gargoyle will make a second appearance. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Woo!